This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Welcome in to Locked On Phillies. In today's episode, the Phils shut out the Mariners in Game 3. They complete the series win. It's their third straight series win. They're back to 500, and we have some more good injury news. A lot of stuff going the Phillies' way on today's Locked On Phillies. You are Locked On Phillies. Your daily Philadelphia Phillies podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, this is indeed Locked On Phillies. I'm Connor Thomas, your host, second straight year hosting Locked On Phillies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You might know me for my work on the radio, 97.5 The Fanatic, uh, NBC Sports Philly on the TV, credentialed Philadelphia Phillies media member. Happy to be here with you as your host of Locked On Phillies, especially on a day like today. Now we're recapping two games today because the Phillies played last night and then had the good old 1 o'clock business person special today, a little throwback Thursday. They wore the powder blues. Seniors got to stroll the bases after the game, so maybe you had a chance to get down there to enjoy that. So much to talk about. When it comes to the Philadelphia Phillies, let's start with just the overall. The Phillies win the series. They won last night in a one-run game. They won today in a one-run game. And it was just a a couple of really, really good performances by the Philadelphia Phillies in general. Yesterday, a little bit more offense than what you saw today. Of course, only one nothing with an RBI from uh, Cody Clemens scoring Nick Castellanos early in this one. But a win is a win, and the Phillies are back to 500. Now, a fun thing about the Phillies, something important to note, the Philadelphia Phillies, they're 7-3 and three in their last 10 ball games. That's tied for the third best mark in baseball over the last 10 games. So they're starting to get hot. And we talked about it in an earlier episode this week about Bryce Harper maybe coming back and everything like that. He could be available soon, maybe as early as next week. And I know people don't want him to rush it. I'm not advocating rushing it. I'm saying if, though, he is deemed ready by doctors who are going to be cautious and by the team who's rightfully going to be cautious, and he's added back to this lineup, Oh, boy, they're going to be a darn good baseball team. I mean, I think they already are. The bullpen's figuring it out. The starting pitching's going deeper, and they're getting stretched out. And the offense is just so many guys on this team are going so well right now. Castellanos, Marsh, Stott. Uh, like, you're looking at situation. Boom. Guys that you weren't expecting to step up have stepped up and have helped carry this team. And hopefully when Bryce Harper comes back, he'll be his old MVP self and – this team will get even better. Now, let's jump into the recaps of the games. Let's go into last night's contest because I haven't had a chance to talk to you about last night's contest, late night game, and, of course, day game today. So this is my first chance to go ahead and recap what happened. The Phils won 6-5. to five. It was a, uh, a beautiful win, even though there was a five-run second inning. So Nick Castellanos hit a two-run homer in the first inning. Go ahead and start off the scoring for the Phillies. And you're like, great, okay, the Phillies got some room. Everything's good there. And then uh, J.P. Crawford hits a grand slam 
in the second inning. And then Julio Rodriguez follows it up with a home run to center field as well. Five to two uh, Mariners. I keep wanting to say Rays. I don't know why. Five to two Mariners. The Seattle Mariners were the opponent uh, in the second inning. The good news is the Phillies would settle down after that. I mean, they'd settle down perfectly. Taiwan Walker, before he left the game because of a little bit of forearm soreness, he settled in after having that rough second inning. Those are the last runs the Mariners would score in the ballgame. And the Phillies had plenty of time to fight back. Bottom of the third, Kyle Schwarber. Nice little RBI single the opposite way. Good work by him kind of seeing the ball deep. Not something he does often. He doesn't have a lot of opposite field hits. I believe they said on the broadcast during today's game that he only has two on the year. So good work by him to go ahead and let the ball get deep. Uh, And then in the bottom of the fifth, Nick Castellanos again. Single to center field, scoring Bryson Stott. Then in the bottom of the eighth, this is where the Phillies really figured it out. J.T. Romito reached on an infield single to second base, scoring Nick Castellanos, who scored his third run of the game there. Brandon Marsh moved to second. And then with the uh, score tied at 5-5 five to five after that J.T. Romito infield single, Alec Bohm singled the left field, scoring Brandon Marsh, who was absolutely flying. And that would make it 5-6. to six. Phillies in the lead in the bottom of the eighth, needed three outs to get. And the Philadelphia Phillies, well, they were able to get those three outs. The pitching lines for the game for the Philadelphia Phillies. You had Tywin Walker go four innings pitch, I believe because of injury. Rough start for him. But then Luis Ortiz, who's been really good for the Phillies, who was one of the last cuts out of camp. I like this kid. Uh, went two innings of one hit ball, two strikeouts. Sir Anthony Dominguez, one inning, one hit ball, two strikeouts. Craig Kimbrell, who's been really, really good lately. He was uh, he went one inning pitch, uh, two strikeouts, and he got the win in the contest. And then Jose Alvarado closes the door, gets the save, one inning of one hit, two strikeout ball. It was a double to J.P. Crawford that made it rather interesting there for a second. I mean, when you put the tying run on second in the last inning, that uh, always tightens you up a little bit, but uh, he was able to work out of it. Strikeout and some emotion from Jose Alvarado last night. I mean, he's jumping up on the mound. He's yelling and everything like that. This is a game in late April, and he feels like that. That shows you a couple of things. First off, it shows you the expectations of this team. This team is expecting to win ballgames. They're expecting to come through in pressure spots. They're expecting to perform because last year on the biggest stage, they did. Up until the last couple games of the season, this team was electric in the clutch. So uh, when you largely bring back those players from last year, you expect them to do the same thing, and they expect that of themselves. But also what it tells you is this team is kind of feeling pressure right now. Not bad pressure. Not like, oh, my goodness, we're freaking out. Because clearly they're playing well and they're playing loose. But what I mean by feeling pressure right now in this sense is that they know they haven't had a great start to the year. They know what the expectations are. They want to compete for a World Series. And they're not going to do it under 500. And they're not going to do it losing series. And they're not going to do it losing one-run ball games. So it shows that Jose Alvarado feels how important these wins are. And that they're starting to kick into go time. Not that these wins are going to be the difference between making the playoffs and not making the playoffs. It's April. That's not realistic to look at these in comparison to what's going to happen in September and October. But what it does mean is that they're like, okay, we had our slide. We're starting to get hot. This is where we put our foot on the gas or on the throats of the Mariners in this case. And uh, that's what they were able to do. So good work by the bullpen. Good work by Jose Alvarado. Great game by Nick Castellanos, who we'll talk more about in uh, the recap of game three of this series, the game that just went on today, the afternoon game. Uh, he's been unbelievable as of late. Like this is the Nick Castellanos that you went ahead and you paid all that money for when you signed him from Cincinnati after an all-star year. Will he be an all-star this year for the National League? I don't know. 
maybe. But the fact that that's even a possibility right now shows he's infinitely better than what he was doing last year for this team. I mean, he wasn't a non-factor, but he was as close to it as Nick Castellanos gets in a player making that much money. He's been so, so good this year. And a lot of guys have. So uh, a nice finish to the game last night. Nice effort to fight back and claw back and have a comeback win and come through in the eighth inning and come from behind, clutch victory. The bullpen shows up and shows out. Uh, that's great. They make up for a starter who was out of the game early due to injury. That's just a quality team win. And they followed it up with another one in today's afternoon game, winning one to nothing, a shutout victory. Not as much offense, but man, have to laud the pitching staff again. And specifically, today's starter who started game three for the Philadelphia Phillies, Matt Strom. We'll talk about it a little bit more as we get into the recap of game two, and we continue today's episode of Locked on Phillies. First, though, I want to tell you about my friends over at eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just Right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage. You can go ahead and insert your automobile in there and you just look for the green check because that means the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, that's more dollars than Nick Castellanos got on his contract. <laughs> Look at that. Uh, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions do apply. All right, let's talk a little bit about game Three of this series, a one nothing victory by the Philadelphia Phillies. By the way, tough stretch coming up. We're going to talk about this in the final segment of today's episode. But the Phillies take on the Houston Astros tomorrow night, 8, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Down there in the Lone Star State, a World Series rematch. That'll be an interesting one. You can catch every pitch of the Phillies' hometown broadcast on the SiriusXM app. Just go ahead to the SXM app and uh, search Phillies. And you'll go ahead and be able to, to hear that game tomorrow night and all the Phillies games. So go ahead and check that out. But we're still talking about the Mariners, still running through today. And uh, it was a nice one today. Now, I'll tell you about the scoring first. Here's the Seattle Mariners scoring recap for today. Yep, shut up. Nice and easy. Very simple to recap the runs when they don't score any. And that's credit to the pitching. And we'll talk about the Philadelphia Phillies pitching a little bit more. But the Philadelphia Phillies were able to scrape one across in just uh, the second inning. Uh, Kirby, George Kirby, was really good for Seattle. That guy's a really darn good pitcher. Attacks the zone, throws hard, uh, has good stuff. I mean, Seattle was an impressive team, especially on the mound in this series. Kirby looked good. Uh, Gonzalez looked good. Um, Gilbert looked good. Those are quality pitchers. And Seattle has a quality team. Jared Kelnick's a good hitter. Julio Rodriguez did not have a good series. We know he's a good hitter. Uh, they have just a, a really – say Oscar Hernandez can make you pay if, if you make a mistake. I mean, they've just got a fun team. That's an exciting young team. It's got better days ahead of them. They remind me uh, when San Diego, when the Padres first started putting together their team, and they had like Cronenworth and young Tatis and before Machado got there and before Soto got there and before they really built up that team into World Series contenders, they kind of felt like how this Seattle Mariners team feels to me now. 
just a very fun ball club that plays ball the right way, an exciting brand of baseball. Now, I know if you're a Mariners fan listening to this, you're like, what are you talking about? They got shut out and they lost the last two games of the series and the offense looked – I get it. Remember, the Phillies are a really darn good team too, and their bullpen and starters threw well in this series. But my point is the Phillies didn't just play like uh, – See, normally my example here would be the Pittsburgh Pirates, but the Pirates have been really good this year. Let's call it the Washington Nationals. They didn't play like a a walkover organization. The Mariners are a good team, and they took care of business against them, and they won the series and won two out of three games. And uh, you should feel very good about that if you're the Philadelphia Phillies. But uh, that uh, in the second inning off George Kirby, uh, Cody Clemens singled to center field, scoring Nick Castellanos. Castellanos was on first base, right? And he was able to, because of some great timing, some luck. I mean, it was it was a double. Like, Cody Clemens ended up on second. But, it, well, it was a single, I guess, is how it was technically scored in the book. But he ends up on second because the throw goes to the cutoff guy and he tries to flip it to second. But it was just kind of one of those gap singles in between right and left field. Or right and right and center, everything that's fair is between right and left field, between right and center field. But Castellanos was running on the pitch. The ball gets down. They sent him from third. Dusty Watham makes the right call. Castellanos hustling. He scores easily. Throw, again, is cut off past the pitcher's mound if you're looking out from home plate. So it didn't even get close to the home plate. Uh, and they tried to flip it to second. So a little bit of luck. But sometimes that's what you need to win ball games. And they went ahead and took care of business from there on out. Didn't score the rest of the way. Not a lot of offense. I mean, Looking down the box score, guys that even had a good day uh, for the Phillies. Stott had one hit. Schwarber had a hit. Nick Castellanos had the hit, obviously, uh, and then ended up scoring. Cody Clements had a hit. They got four hit, one run, seven strikeouts. Not a banner day for the Philadelphia Phillies offense, but they got the job done, and that's because the Seattle Mariners got three hit, and two of those came uh, off the bat of Tom Murphy, who's batting 138 now on the year. Uh, that guy is no offensive threat whatsoever, and he had two of the three hits by the Seattle Mariners. The other one was in a pinch hit at bat for A.J. Uh, Pollock when Tommy LaStella came in uh, and got a hit off of, um, I believe it was Connor Brogdon was who he got a hit off of, or maybe it was Sarante Dominguez. Either way, doesn't doesn't matter. It could have been strong. I, I don't remember. It was a fever dream. <laughs> there were so many quick at-bats in this game. A two-hour and four-minute game time. Are you kidding me? That's unheard of when you talk about baseball over the past three, four, five years. And today, it was reality for the Philadelphia Phillies. And a nice one nothing shutout. But let's talk about that pitching performance. So, Nat Strom went out and gave you five and a third innings pitched, two hits, no runs, none earned, no walks, five strikeouts, uh, beautiful work. 60 pitches, 43 of them strikes. He's down to a 2-3-1 ERA. That man has been attacking the zone all year. He's been so, so good for them. I'm kind of at the point where you might have to consider leaving Matt Strom in the rotation, not in favor of Ranger Suarez. I think Ranger Suarez should jump him. But if you're asking me, would I rather have Matt Strom or Bailey Falter starting for this team right now? I'm probably going to say Matt Strom. And I know Bailey Falter has a little bit of an edge being a left-handed pitcher, but oh man, Strom's just been so, so good for this team. And he was incredible today. A bit of a weird spot where they pulled Matt Strom to. It seemed like he wasn't ready to come out of the game and uh, even the broadcast was worrying a little bit about injury or like why they're talking to him because Garrett Stubbs went out first for a mound visit and then Rob Thompson came out and they went to Sarantia Dominguez. But Thompson said after the game, his press conference, no, that was the plan. Everything was fine. Dominguez was ready to go. It wasn't like he rushed to come in. So clearly that, that evidence backs it up. But Dominguez, 
two-thirds of an inning pitch. He finishes off the sixth inning. No hits, no runs, no, no earn, no walks, no Ks, uh, no home runs, just perfect. Connor Brogdon, two-thirds of an innings pitch. One hit given up, one strikeout. Fine. Uh, Gregory Soto, one in the third innings pitch. He closes out the seventh and pitches a nice eighth. Two walks, which, eh, yeah, you'll work on that a little bit, but one strikeout, nothing hurt, no runs. And then Craig Kimbrell goes ahead with two strikeouts, throwing gas, closes down um, the final one. Now for the save for him, I want to go ahead and see what we've got here. Uh, as far as number of saves for uh, Kimbrell on the year, I'll have to go to his stats page. He has three saves, so that's his third save of the year. I think he's like two away from, what is it, 400 career saves? Let me go ahead down here because he'll have his career pitching stats and everything. Uh, do you really not have saves down here? Come on, ESPN app. He's very close to um, to a nice milestone mark, uh, Craig Kimbrell is. So good work by him closing it down. I mean, the bullpen has been absolutely incredible recently for the Philadelphia Phillies. I put out a tweet right before the series against, it must have been the Marlins. And I said, this Phillies bullpen has been one of the bright spots of this team this year. They may be the best unit on this team. And then they like collapsed in that series and everyone kind of clowned me a little bit. But since that, they've settled in. And you could tell the talent is there. They look absolutely incredible. And when they go and they face the Astros, it'll be a nice test for them tomorrow night. Again, that game at 8, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can hear every pitch of the Phillies' hometown broadcast uh, for the Phillies versus the Astros on the SiriusXM app. Just go to the SXM app and search Phillies. Go ahead and check that out. But uh, it'll be a nice test for them. These next couple games, these next couple series, Astros in Houston, Dodgers in L.A., Red Sox come to Philly. Blue Jays come to Philly, and then you get a reprieve with the Rockies out there in um, Colorado. But that's not until the 12th of May. This first uh, 3rd of May, we'll call it. Well, yeah, that's a tough little uh, stretch there for the Philadelphia Phillies. And that's why the news that we got post game is super important for what's going on coming up. So we'll talk a little bit about the good news that Rob Thompson had for us post game, And uh, we'll go ahead and uh, wrap up with that in a little look forward. Get a deeper preview tomorrow of the Houston Astros series and everything. Maybe a crossover uh, with those folks over there at Houston, uh, Locked On Astros. So we'll talk about that. Got that in the works. But uh, yes, some more good news on the injury front for the Philadelphia Phillies uh, after the game today. And two wins in the past two games, a one series, the last three series won. Things are good in Philadelphia Phillies land right now and heading in the right direction for a team that's finally at 500. We'll continue and wrap this up as we wrap up today's episode of Locked On Phillies. First, though, I want to tell you about my friends over at BetterHelp. BetterHelp's absolutely awesome. So getting to know yourself, it can be a lifelong process, especially because we're always growing and changing. I mean, think about yourself as the Philadelphia Phillies baseball team. The Phillies have only played like 26 games or something. Uh, they've just now made it to 500. They look like a totally different team than they did a week ago than they did at the start of the season, than they did last year, and they have a lot of the same players. It's a living, breathing thing. You know why? Because it's humans playing the game. You're a human being. I'm a human being. We're living, breathing, changing. All kinds of stuff changes day to day, week to week, month to month, year to year, all that stuff. Therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way we do until we talk through things. So go ahead and check out BetterHelp. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. It's super important. Mental health is becoming a staple of today's society, and we know now how important it is. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just got to fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime 
offer. No additional charge. No problems whatsoever with that. So discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MLB today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash MLB. All right, let's wrap up with some good injury news for the Philadelphia Phillies. So Tywon Walker, like I was saying, he left yesterday's game with some forearm soreness. And you know what everyone immediately thinks? Oh, wow, Ranger Suarez just missed like a month with forearm soreness. Here we go. Suarez is going to come back in like a week, and we're going to lose Tywon Walker, and you're back to where you are with the uh, rotation not being at full strength. Well, after the game today, Rob Thompson is media availability because he didn't have – all that much to talk about in the game, a one nothing, two-hour and four-minute affair. Let us know that Taiwan Walker did not need an MRI. He threw today, felt better. They don't expect him to miss a start. Everything seems to be good with Taiwan Walker, which is, oh, man, a sigh of relief for Philadelphia Phillies fans everywhere and definitely for Rob Thompson because he doesn't want to piecemeal together a rotation. He doesn't want to try and work out how to replace another starter on this team when you already have two guys not available and Ranger Suarez and Andrew Painter. Uh, and now you're looking at a situation where Taiwan Walker, with that stretch we were talking about coming up, a really tough stretch that includes the Astros, the Dodgers, the Red Sox, the Blue Jays. And then later on in that month, uh, you get into some more stuff in the division with the Braves and the Mets later on in May. I, I don't know if that was a missed month, just like it was for Ranger Suarez, with, if Taiwan Walker had to miss that time. That makes the Phillies road infinitely tougher. So great news there. And you now have a situation where you should be at full strength. Well, full strength relative to how they came into the series going into the next series with the Houston Astros. Just looking a quick look at tomorrow night's game. Yeah, Aaron Nola versus Framber Valdez. And uh, we're going to get into a recap or a recap, a preview, I should rather say, of that series and everything tomorrow and talk about what's going on with the Houston Astros, who are 14 and 11. The Phils are 13 and 13. Both teams off to a slow start relative to how they were expected to do. Should be a fun series. And this is a fun benchmark series. So the Astros are going to say, oh, you think you're hot? You think you're playing well right now? Come down here and prove it. The Phillies are going to say, we are playing well. Like to get you back for that World Series. I know the series doesn't mean as much as that one you guys won back in November. But, hey, it's always going to be a fun time when we play each other. So put our best foot forward. And this would be a great series to win for the Phillies. So very exciting April baseball uh, coming up. You can go ahead and check that game out again, 8, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the Sirius XM app. Just go ahead and search Phillies on the SXM app to hear every pitch of the Phillies hometown broadcast as the Philadelphia Phillies take on the Houston Astros. That's all for today's Locked on Phillies. Thank you so much for making Locked on Phillies your first listen every day. Please make sure you're uh, rating, reviewing wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to the YouTube. Go ahead and click that subscribe button. You get the notifications every day when the new episodes are posted. That way you can jump right on it. Exactly what's going on with the Philadelphia Phillies. Impress all your friends with your Phillies knowledge. Gonna be, How do you know that? It's like 10 a.m. Like, I just got my notification from Locked on Phillies watched uh, the episode that Connor posted. I know that Taiwan Walker is going to be good to go. Don't worry about him. And uh, that's uh, the upside of subscribing. It costs you nothing at all. I had someone who just recently subscribed. Uh, a lady met me at a bar uh, and she was like, oh yeah, Locked on Phillies. Oh, I'll subscribe. I love subscribing to stuff on YouTube. How much does it cost me? Like nothing. It's free. You just got to hit that button right there and we're all good. So brand new subscriber there. So uh, appreciate that. And uh, yeah, you can be the next one. So please go ahead and subscribe to Lock on Phillies. And I will talk to you next time on the next episode of Lock on Phillies.